0: audio it's time for citizen's rest that is the best one yet there
1: it is Sounder.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you're next week brendan
1: okay better start practicing all right we'll see what we can do
2: <laughs> see now i'm awake
1: <laughs> now I'm awake. Ready <laughs> to <Something, you're> roll. <laughs> something about Mojer yelling, citizens
3: arrest! Just puts you right <laughs> up. Yeah, boom!
0: My weekend is off to is a good that? start. <laughs> <laughs> what are we listening to?
2: Oh, boy. So last night was night eight already.
0: Yeah, we're almost uh, almost coming to an end. A few more weeks. So it's wow. like
2: three more now?
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
2: We got to tour the jail last night.
3: Tour mm-hmm. the jail last night.
2: Yeah. Saw the
0: Dispatch Center.
2: Yeah, Brandon didn't go because he's seen enough I've, of the jail.
3: I've been to the jail for work <laughs> and as a resident as well. <laughs> Honestly, given the choice. How was your stay? The residency is the way to go. Because <laughs> they give you clothes, too big of underwear, too big of slippers. How was the food? Food is starchy, but pretty good.
2: It was movie night last night, How's too. How was the
3: company? The company was amazing. Great. When I was in there, we watched uh, Dances with Wolves about four or five times in a row. Oh, man. I'm not kidding. And I love that movie, but I'm like, about the third time through, I'm like, so is this it? Or there's other channels, right? What the heck? I saw,
2: like, there was puzzles. People were reading books and Watching TV, I was kind of jealous. How about
0: handball? Was any handball games going on?
2: I didn't see any of that.
0: Hmm, handball gets pretty competitive. Big sport there. I want to do a puzzle. A puzzle? Oh, they were working on puzzles. Yeah.
3: That's something to keep things busy, I suppose. Yeah. You got a lot of time, (laughs) a lot of downtime. I wrote a book, just about. You um, wrote a
2: novel while you were there?
3: <laughs> yeah. It was only for a weekend, and it's just hours <laughs> of nothingness. But now you can call
2: yourself a novelist.
3: No. Yeah, nobody's read the book. Uh, still, That's okay. Still on some papers in my office. But what else did we do? Oh, we played uh, cribbage without a full deck. You know, because getting a full deck of cards <laughs> is, is a big deal. Oh, no. So it was like 15-2. F- this would have been 15-4, but, you know, I'm missing the five. And then, <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad.
2: Just <laughs> oh, use no. your imagination. Yeah.
3: So you did a tour of the jail.
2: Yeah, that was my first time ever inside a jail.
0: Hopefully, it's the only time you'll ever. Yes, a jail. I mean,
2: there's still time. <laughs> I don't think I would. I don't think I w- <laughs> would fit in very well inside a jail.
1: So uh, we actually once got a five star review on Google.
2: Are you serious? Mm-hmm.
1: Wow! Do you want to read that out loud? Yeah. Um,
3: it says, when I was arrested, I received first class treatment. <laughs> the cuffs weren't too tight. The cop. The cop car was clean and comfortable. The jail was better than any five-star resort I've ever experienced. Would definitely recommend committing crimes in Rapid City. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's no. Is that
2: from a real criminal, or is it a, like a joke?
1: I don't know. Uh, it,
3: or is it sarcasm? It, it might be sarcasm. <laughs> I don't know.
1: But I, I went on and retweeted it, and I said, I, <laughs> we always appreciate feedback on our <laughs> services, but please don't go out of your way to solicit our five-star accommodation. <laughs> that is
2: so cool. Uh,
1: do you have any rooms available at the PCJ? Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Yeah,
2: <laughs> you just need a vacancy sign. There's 20 beds available as of last <laughs> night
0: at, at the Hotel Pennington. Well, <laughs> I don't think they have pool sites. Hopefully, that might
1: take away from yeah, the attractiveness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, Pool's always closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, people people at least if they have to be in that situation, they can find some silver linings. I have so
2: much respect for security. What are they?
0: Corrections officers. Corrections officers. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. I
2: felt uncomfortable uncomfortable just standing in there. They are there 12 hours a day.
0: Did you make it down to booking? Yes. Anything going on in booking, or was it pretty mellow?
2: Um, There was some interesting people.
0: <laughs> All right. That's nice way to put it, I suppose.
2: Yeah. Uh, nobody coming in.
0: No flood of jail cells. Everything was no good, man.
2: Nobody was in the padded room. Good. <laughs> so
0: that good. was good. That's what we like to hear. Yeah. yeah, it was
2: pretty quiet, but
3: but really, yeah. Hats not off. Not so my every day. My aunt retired from the jail. She worked there for a long time, and and uh, it takes a special person because you're you're getting called every name under the book. You know, you're getting threatened because you know you, when you're locked up, it it's the it's a tough place to be <laughs> if you're locked up. It it wears on you, and obviously you are of a person that commits a crime <laughs> of that nature. So you that's where you're at, and it's it's difficult. So, and she's a female, you know. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of female corrections officers in there, and they got to hold their own and you know be okay to be called certain names. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Hats off to our partners
0: over at the uh, Pennington County Jail.
2: Definitely, and they showed us the. Outfit that they give them, like, you know, if they're like on Suicide Watch. Oh, sure. Like the real thick material mm-hmm, with yeah. the Velcro. Yeah. It looked like something Lady Gaga would wear. I bet we'll <laughs> see her at, the, at one of these award shows. We're in one of those.
1: Well, you know, the, there's this concept out there. This, there's this idea, and it's it starts at the time of arrest, and it's called uh, in your custody, in your care. Yes. So as soon as you take custody of that person, you are responsible for their well-being. Whether or not that they help themselves with their own well-being, you are still responsible. Uh, whether as an officer or a correction officer or as an agency, you are responsible for their safety.
2: Yeah. yeah they're in good hands for sure. And they think of everything. Mm -hmm. We toured the kitchen, Mm -hmm. and there's, like, shadows where every item goes. Mm -hmm. You know, all the the tools and the the knives are connected to the tables. and They think of everything. And and if anything is missing at the end of the night, they stay there until they find it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, the reality is that human beings are probably one of the most tricky things you could ever keep in ca- captivity. Yeah. And so you really do have to think of everything.
2: Yeah, even mm-hmm. things that aren't sharp, they can turn plastic mm-hmm. into something sharp, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. So they do a really good job over there. They're awesome partners. And then you get to see another one of our awesome partners, right?
2: Yeah, the Dispatch Center.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you think of that?
2: I love it in there. I actually applied to work there, but I didn't pass the psychological exam. Oh,
1: no. (laughs) No. That was when
2: I first moved to South Dakota. I wanted that job so bad. So
0: here at the Roadhouse, you get to speak on the radio. Did they let you talk on their two-way radio? They did not. Well, come on. Where where did we go wrong there?
3: (laughs) (laughs) But but really, hats off. Because those people on dispatch really have to be on their toes. I mean... Who knows who's calling in? Who knows what's mm-hmm. about to happen? Is it somebody who called because they lost the remote, or yes. they need batteries in the remote? To a child calling with a family emergency. I mean, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's it's who, who's calling? What's going to happen? You're sitting there with nothing, and then all of a sudden, boom! Yeah. A life changing moment.
0: Yes, yes. I have to sort through all of that uh, on the telephone with them. Um, everything from life saving measures as far as providing directions to getting our law enforcement officers around to help them. So yeah, a lot right. of different things that they have to do, multitask all at the same time. So yeah, hats off to those individuals yes. as well. Lots
2: yeah. of multitasking, so many different sounds coming at them at all times. The people around them, the radio, the mm-hmm. phone, the computer, and, and it's it's pretty and, crazy.
1: And sometimes people can get frustrated with dispatchers, but you know, dispatcher like there's this assumption out there that you're going to call 911, and we automatically know where you're at and what you're going through. Mm-hmm. No, we have to assess the situation, get as much information from you about you know what you're going through at that moment, and then figure out where we're at and how we can help you in the time between when you called and when the first responders show up. And so it might be tedious or frustrating to have to answer a bunch of questions when you're going through a crisis moment, but it's just because – You know we want to make sure that we get the right help to exactly where it needs to go
2: yes and we had a phone call that we listened to about you know this man that was uh, trying to kill himself he had a gun to his head and she talked him out of doing it twice he went and put the gun away, and then he's like, screw this, you know, then he went to go do it again and she talked him out of it again, and then you hear the officers show up, and man, I was almost in tears just listening to
0: it. Mm-hmm. That's wild. And yeah. then imagine putting yourself in that dispatcher's shoes. I mean, Yeah, this you was, could hear the
2: shakiness yes, in her voice. This,
0: this was absolutely wonderful in regards to turn how it turned out as regards to him getting help and uh, not having had the opportunity to completely commit the act, but just think how devastated she would have been if something went a different way
2: yes I was waiting for that gun sound and I'm so glad I didn't yeah. hear it yeah and he ended up s- uh, coming back and saying that he's alive because of her, she yeah. saved his life. Yeah. Wow. yeah,
1: they they really are an amazing component to the public safety equation. They're they're on the front lines of the public safety e- equation. They're the ones that you know most often have first contact with people going through crisis, and have to be trained to deal with those varying levels of crisis and be able to multitask and make sure that a they're getting all the information that they can, but they're uh, also, communicating with other dispatchers and other first responders to get the resources where they need to go. Yes.
3: That's wild. I mean, this far into our our class, right? We're we're two thirds, almost three quarter, whatever. How far the way through? And to think about uh, 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 whether it be a a, a sheriff's or it do- doesn't matter, but mm-hmm. uh, a cop. Whether you work at the the jail or you work on the phone, it doesn't matter. The the lifestyle you guys have of, of you could be coming from helping maybe a youth group, you know, buying them a basketball because they're short of basketball and helping out. And maybe that cop just left an accident where somebody just got killed to mm. then turning around and having to pull somebody over and possibly being violated or, you know, uh, a threatening situation or drugs or and that all could happen in one Ten-hour shift, Mm oh yeah, and it happens all the time. So just to think about it from a normal guy's perspective to what
1: one officer goes through in a ten-hour day is crazy. It's a roller coaster for sure, you know you have to be you have to mold <coughs> your demeanor and your behavior and the way that you conduct yourself very much based on the situation you know if you're going to a kid's birthday party you're not coming in and barking orders like you would yep. with an active shooter situation yeah. so <coughs> definitely have to be very flexible, you have to be able to think on your toes, you have to be able to rely on your training, and you just at at the very core of it you have to be. A person that wants to help others no matter the situation.
2: Yeah, Yeah. and and everything that officers do every day, they may have something going on at home, you know. They're going through their personal lives as well. Maybe lots of loved one or fighting with a child. You just never know what's going on there, and you have to, like, shut it down. To help other people, you know, and the, then vice versa.
1: We're we're very fortunate uh, in that you know we have an agency that wants to to allocate as many resources uh, as we can for our own folks. Um, we have a number of uh, components of, of self care things like the peer support group. You know other officers that are specifically trained to recognize the the signs of you know stress or struggle in their fellow officers and be able to come to them as fellow officers, not as a psychologist or you know a supervisor, but really just as a peer to get that person the help they need or just the encouragement or whatever they need in that moment to be healthy. Uh, We also have a fitness cadre, a, a group of people that are subject matter experts on, on personal fitness. We have a chaplain program, so we cover the uh, spiritual wellness component, too. That's cool. We have an in-house psychologist. We have rehab doctors. We have pretty much every component that you could think of to make sure that our folks are as well-equipped and healthy to approach this job as possible and so the idea is and maybe we talked about this before but you know when you're on an airplane and you're getting your safety briefing and they say you know affix your own air mask before you help somebody else affix theirs well that's kind of the mentality behind this like as an officer you have to be in a healthy position otherwise you're not going to be able to, to go out and help other people to the same degree that you should yeah well said. it's real stuff yeah mm-hmm. Well, so I guess in other words, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys. <laughs> thank you.
3: you know, thank you for being able to turn off your own life and go serve the community and then you know, go back home and turn your life back and on. And then put you know? up with us. And then come here to the radio show. Yeah. <laughs> well, we,
1: we appreciate you guys because you guys can kind of amplify what we're trying to do with the class. And that is to be able to share these experiences with your listeners and to be able to, you know, articulate your own feelings about it and some of the things that you didn't know going into it. Uh, I think that's really helping. Uh, you know, anybody who listens to this segment or this podcast understand, you know, uh, at least a window into what what law enforcement is really about, yeah. as opposed yeah. to like a you know thirty second news story or or what you see on television is yeah, headline or something completely different yes. from what you what mm-hmm. you see. Yeah. So thank you guys. Yeah. yeah,
2: and one thing that I do want to mention. When you don't have an emergency, but you still call nine one one, that can affect somebody with a real emergency. So I thought we should share one of the phone numbers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we we do have a number of ways to connect with the police department. Everybody knows nine one one in an emergency yeah. a, in an emergency situation. When That's
2: fireworks like, are too loud, probably shouldn't call that number,
1: right? Correct. Correct. Or a dog barking uh, for
0: something like that. Of course, you're going to call our non emergency line. And uh, for those that are here in uh, Rapid City, that would be 394-4131.
2: Okay.
0: And then, of course, uh, if it is a emergency, as we already spoke about, it's uh, we all learn in grade school nine one one. Yes. Yeah. And that's saved for you know the uh, the significant car accident at the corner of uh, Mount Rushmore Road in Omaha or someone is in dire need of help, please call that 911. We'll get help rolling. But if it has to deal with something that is uh, belated, maybe a belated vehicle burglary, or maybe it'd be uh, the birds are chirping too loud is my favorite one. You (laughs) would call (laughs) (laughs) 394-4131. You really get that? I had that one here a few years ago, and uh, it it was unique. We went out and Talk to the uh, gentleman. And,
2: Did you talk to the birds, too? Um,
0: I didn't talk to the birds,
2: but to, I
3: think we got things squared away. <laughs> That's good. It's like one shotgun blast, and your bird situation is over. <laughs> and and, then, you and get, then it is an emergency <laughs> and situation. Then get, <laughs> and then
1: you get four other calls for gunshots <laughs> heard in the neighborhood.
3: Yeah. I was up this morning listening to the beautiful birds, and then there was a shotgun blast.
1: <laughs> uh, basically, bottom line, if you need you know help coming with lights and sirens, call 911. If you need, you know, police assistance in not necessarily that fashion, but a, a timely manner, give us a call at the non-emergency line six zero five three nine four four one three one. I always encourage people to throw that in their phone, just so that way, you know, if they do encounter a situation that requires timely police assistance, so like, you know, you've got an aggressive driver or a potentially drunk driver that you spot on the road, you know, you wouldn't necessarily call 911 for that, but you would want to bring it to our attention and have an officer dispatched out to the area. Call us on on the non-emergency line for that.
2: Okay. So what are we doing next week?
1: What do we got
0: next week? We have uh, evidence. Evidence. You're going to learn about how we collect some of our evidence when we go to these crime scenes. We're going to talk maybe a little bit about the CSI effect, some of the things that we can do and uh, also some of the things that uh, we wish we could do that you see <laughs> on TV. Um, other than that, you'll have uh, firsthand experience as far as uh, dusting for fingerprints, maybe take some crime scene photographs. Um, alongside that, you'll get a tour of our evidence building, see all the different things that we have housed down there. There's some unique things that uh, you'll probably see but i'm not going to spoil that for you oh boy (laughs) but yeah uh class is coming along nicely evidence csi effect is next week and uh unfortunately for the class things are starting to draw to a close (laughs) i'll miss you
2: guys i'm going to go through withdrawal well
0: Well, we'll stop back here can we we still do this on fridays yeah
2: maybe share some stories
0: yeah I, think I know so. Mosier's
2: got some good stories <laughs> that I would love. I've
1: seen, to a, a, f- I've seen a few things. <laughs> yeah, I need to get that on this podcast. Three day career, but. <laughs> You know, I, I, I think there is something that we can do moving forward outside of the class. I think we can still, you know, if there's a particular topic that you guys want to discuss. We, I mean, yeah. I, I'd like okay. to think that, that we're pretty good at being an open book and answering questions. I mean, uh, the thing I love about my job as a communication professional is being able to educate. And so if somebody has either um, missed conception about law enforcement that needs addressed or just a, a burning question, like I'm happy that, to help them better understand it because for whatever reason, there's this just shroud of mystery that surrounds law enforcement in a lot of cases. And we kind of want to like open that window a little bit and be a little bit more transparent. I yeah. mean, we really don't have anything to hide if it doesn't, you know, directly affect either, you know, a victim's rights or our ability to hold an offender accountable. Those are the two big things that that might get in the way of transparency. But Mm -hmm. other than that, we can find ways around it.
2: Probably the biggest thing that I've taken from this whole class is that you guys work as a team and you truly care about both sides of the story and you treat them with the highest amount of respect possible. That's Mm -hmm. what I've seen the most of. Mm -hmm. No matter if it's in the jail or if it's out at a call, you guys work together and you treat them with respect.
1: Yep. That's what it's all about. Our role is basically... Peacemakers in a lot of situations. Like, if you are out there, you know, verbally harassing somebody who just, you know, victimized someone, that doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help unvictimize the victim. It might escalate the situation to make that person, you know, lash out again. So, uh, if we can come in and have that calm, professional demeanor, that goes, you know, a long way to de escalating a lot of situations.
0: I mean, we're oftentimes dealing with people uh, when they are at their worst and mm-hmm. to come in and treat them in a manner of how wish how you would wish to have been treated if you were in that same circumstance is
3: uh, something that without judging them exactly yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's cool. i've seen that that's yeah. great yeah. yeah well maybe coming up we can break down and talk about the laws of weed <laughs> <laughs> yeah. maybe we should save that one yeah. for april 20th or something man
1: <laughs> oh boy well, we'll bring in our uh, our our local uh
3: Pot expert. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I got a couple of friends that are pot experts too, <laughs> man. No, I'm just kidding. i but- get my
2: brother in here. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. I ratted you out. We might
0: have to bring our canines back,
1: Brandon. Right <laughs> okay. I never touch this stuff. I mean, I'm into. My salad, brother doesn't but... live here. So. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll come to talk about drug stuff, and we'll, the canine might just accompany us. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> well, we love you guys. Love you. We love you. Kelvin loves
3: you too.
2: We're still working on it, aren't we, Kelvin?
3: He was almost. I felt like he was almost going to. We say love it. you, Kelvin. <laughs> Maybe next week. Oh, dang it. <laughs> the evidence is high.
2: Some people just can't say it right away. <laughs> Citizen's Arrest is hosted by Amy Rose, Brandon Jones, Brendan Medina, and Lieutenant Mosier. Produced by Mark Houston. Engineered by Chris Jaquas. Audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you liked what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment. 44, 48, Affirmative.